Thank you so much for tuning in to She's All Over the Place with Kitty Aki. That's me. Welcome back to another episode of Culture Kids. Today I have with me Zach Hirsch. Zach is a Gen Z thought leader, a leading voice in the creator economy, an entrepreneur, Web3 evangelist, podcast host, analyst and influencer with a passion for sports, NFTs, and building the future metaverse. He is recognized as the most accurate sports handicapper in the history of college football and regularly makes predictions for betonline.ag. Zach was the youngest Division I college football coaching intern when he joined the coaching staff at Florida Atlantic University at the age of only 16 years old. Zach is the co-host of the Kiss and the Mist World Star Hip Hop Sports Podcast with his partner, the legendary rapper Jadakiss. They have two to three million views a week. Zach has been featured as an on-air combat sports analyst commentator and host for BKFC Impact Network, Triller, and Celebrity Championship Boxing. Zach is the co-host of the Five Guys podcast with former UFC light heavyweight champion Rashid Evans. Zach co-founded Mozverse, a Web3 development company with Danny Moslin, and serves as the company's chief marketing officer. Today, we're going to be talking about live entertainment in a virtual environment, how Gen Z and creators economy will change buying habits, and what Gen Z really wants out of the metaverse. So get ready. Here we go. Zach, thank you so much for joining me. How are you? Uh, I'm doing great. I I love the introduction. Uh, I appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, my pleasure. Definitely. What's going on? When did you get into podcasting? I got into podcasting. It was a natural thing. I had been doing a lot of on-air stuff. I've been doing interviews, stuff like that. I had appeared on podcasts like this for a long time now. Um, just to be about sports, mostly. Uh, the opportunity arose. Uh, it was Jada's idea to start a sports show. And obviously, a uh, podcast a little more feasible than uh, on ESPN or something. So uh, we got a world star on board. And that's when that podcast started then shortly after um the fight guys opportunity arose as well and then um did you pivot into web3 before or after um before you know, uh, we're just now launching a lot of our platforms, uh, Mozverse and us. We spent a lot of time really making sure we had the tech correct, right? We haven't taken any outside funding. Um, it's been a lot of building, making sure we have the absolute best tech before we release and making sure that, you know, we have the market cornered and we know what people want. Wonderful. And then what is Mozverse? Uh, Mozverse is a, uh, a Web3 development company and, and, you know, we're really solving problems that fit for the full uh, Web3 ecosystem from SaaS to intelligence to infrastructure and all types of products for whatever vertical a company needs. We're the AWS of Web3. Yeah, and then it's for people who are doing startups as well, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's going to be B2B mostly, B2C as well. But uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun and uh, definitely for startups as well because, you know, we're a startup, so we definitely understand and we're trying to make a lot of things as accessible as possible. Very cool. And tell us a bit about like your rollout system, what you're planning for the future with the metaverse. Yeah, as far as the metaverse goes we have our verse platform which allows anyone to build their own virtual world uh with literally just a few short clicks you can change the dimensions the rules of your world right you're not subject to anyone else's rule is when you're buying property in someone else's land you don't control your neighbors you can get kicked off at any time you don't control the moderation of sorts so with our platform you control the moderation you control 
the dimensions. You can customize your own virtual world for you personally or for your company as well. Okay. So did the team buy stake in the metaverse? You have a bunch of land or do you not need to do that? And so how are you building in the metaverse? Like with land already there or is it a different uh, roadmap? We're doing a little bit of everything, right? Um, so if you build a virtual land, you can, a virtual world with Mozverse, you can make it as big as you want, right? You can make it as big as a football field or as big as Alaska, but you're also going to have the option to be able to sell plots of land as well, if that's your thing. Uh, personally, we're all about democratizing and uh, that's not really that. It's kind of a different vibe, but we offer that as well. It's more of the central land sandbox. Very cool. And then would it be geared towards sports only or is it going to be first sports and then opening it up? Like, how does it look for the consumers? Absolutely everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it can be for literally anyone. It can be for little Timmy who wants to build a Legoland world, or it can be for Starbucks because they want to build a coffee world. Uh, as sports are obviously a great part of it. That would probably be more towards our live stadium, which is also a part of our overall Web3 SaaS. We have so much stuff going on. So that's the first platform. And then we also have Live Stadium, which would be for sporting events, rap concerts, all that type of stuff. That's headed uh, by me and Scott Storch. Okay, and so it's going to be very um, music heavy then because Scott Storch is a legendary music producer for the people who don't know. I specifically was turned on to him, I think in 2012, when he did Gaga's Just Dance, that song. He did the beat for it. So, so it's going to be very much music heavy too that's super cool yeah we're definitely um our live stadium platform is different where we've been working with top audio engineers to ensure the best experience where the audio drives the video and the video drives the audio meaning that when you're at a concert you see the symbols and we have all types of visuals from shooting stars to crashing waves where you really see and get to visualize the experience and for a sporting event uh the audio is amplified so if you're ringside at a boxing match which is kind of my domain you can really feel the energy of the punches which is kind of what makes our life stadium experience different oh yeah that's so important it being sensorial. I'm an actor. So I've been working in, in Hollywood for about over two decades now. So you know, the brain is a tool, but sensorially, it's a vibe. It's how we hear and how we have the experience. So sound is really, really important. And obviously working with Scott Storch, we're, there's going to be some impeccable uh, technicians and sounds. So yeah, def definitely, definitely a master of sound. Yeah, definitely bullish on exploring some of those uh, tools. And then, so let's talk about Gen Z and the future of the metaverse. For people who aren't aware, what are like some basic tools? Because you're deep in it, but for someone listening, the listener who's tuning in now, like explain like maybe one or two scenarios of the experience and how to apply these applications. Yeah, so right now, Gen Z is in gaming. You know, that's where the metaverse is at for Gen Z right now. It's Minecraft, it's Roblox, it's Fortnite. The metaverse, as it's going to be in the future, isn't where it's at right now, right? There's definitely a lot to be built. The metaverse isn't quite there yet. So right now, I think you've got to meet them in the middle and really go after your game. I think Walmart did a great job uh, teaming up with Roblox because there's millions of Gen Z and even Gen Alpha, the one under uh, there right now. So I think the number one thing that uh, Gen Z is going after right now is gaming. And I think people are starting to realize that, you know, you've got to meet them where they're at. And then are you a gamer as well? Yeah, I uh, I grew up a gamer. At one point, I was the number one uh, Madden mobile player in the world when I was 13 and I was skipping school. And then uh, later on, I uh, when I got my 
playing time limited. I went to VR chat um, as a way to connect with my older brother because we were really different. And then uh, later on, I watched Ready Player One, then wrote the book Snow Crash. And that's really where my love of the metaverse originates gaming. Okay. And when was that? When you were 13? Uh, when I was 13, I was the number one Madden mobile player in the world. That was eight years ago. So that was 2015. And then I was playing VR chat shortly after that. Very cool. It's going to be in the show notes, but what's the best way for everyone to get in contact with you? And if they want to learn more, where do they go and what do they do and how can they get involved? Yeah, I would say for this, I would say uh, the best thing to do would to get to me on LinkedIn, Zach Hirsch, Z-A-C-H-H-I-R-S-C-H. And then, uh, of course, our website, mozverse.com has all the info you need, all the links you need, and all the info that someone could possibly uh, want. Yeah, I was seeing um, on the website, you know, you have a full team. You have these, the a lot of developers, and then wow. you have a whole 3D department. So, I mean, what is it going to look like? Yeah, the 3D department's great, and, you know, we have 23 developers. My partner, Danny, is... Uh kind of takes control of that route, right? He's the the technician, the CEO, the CTO. So he um, he's hired a great team and uh, they've done a lot of work and the tech and the 3D, that's where our focus has been at, you know, perfecting the tech and making sure it's as good as possible. We're not a token. We're not someone that accepted money before we had anything built, right? We've spent since right shortly after the pandemic started, uh, we began. And uh, since then, we've been mastering the tech and really making sure we have the best product possible to the point now where our node service is the absolute fastest in the world. Wow. And I saw from the website that you're on, you're using different currencies. You want to talk about the currencies you're using, how it's multi-chain and, and the benefits of it? Yeah, we are multi-chain and we're looking to add more chains as well. And I think the biggest benefit to that is to get as many people as possible, right? And to make it as simplistic as possible. Our dev platform is going to make it as easy as possible to build Web3 apps, right? For what AWS has been for Web2 to help people build those apps, the Web3 app building hasn't been as easy, right? It's still nowhere near where it's going to end up and, and we're helping make that process a lot easier a lot simpler saving a lot of hours for web3 devs cool cool and switching gears you mentioned you were growing up playing video games where did you grow up uh, i grew up in south florida boca raton delray beach area i'm jewish so mm -hmm. that was uh my childhood and yeah definitely a lifelong gamer since i was i mean i've been playing God, I was playing DS, PS2, and I was three, four years old. Oh, okay, cool. I was on Minecraft. I do voiceover, so uh, I go out for video games every single day. I'm working with clients in the morning, so it's really cool to be able to see the behind the scenes of the writing and the characters before it goes out into the world. Yeah, you did a voiceover when we started the podcast. Yeah, I guess for your introduction, <laughs> it was... Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's just, I think it's a proper thing to do, you know, yeah, to, wide to, range. to set up the listener for like going through the experience. I mean, everything's going to be in the show notes and more of what I was able to share, but you know, yeah. people can definitely tune in and, and Google search you and follow and everything like that. Maybe share a story about uh, Jadakiss, your time creating with him, maybe how y'all met and, and maybe like a cool story you guys have together. Yeah, uh, you know, fortunately, me and Jada have actually gotten to do some dope Web3 stuff. We did uh, a crypto conference in Palm Beach together, which was really cool to speak about. He spoke about his time in live entertainment and how uh, the metaverse is going to impact that. And that was really dope. And uh, we're going to get him involved for sure. And he's the king of verses. So hopefully we can do metaverses, which would be really cool, you know, getting versus battles in the metaverse. Yeah, and I remember when they started that, yo. I was there. I, I remember when they started that. Wait, did you say it was in Palm Beach? Uh, our, the conference we did? Yeah. Yeah, it was in Palm Beach. 
In August. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted me to speak there. Huh, I, I wasn't able to, but I, I knew about it. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, me and Jada spoke there. Okay, yeah. yeah. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I met Jada um, the same, a little bit after he uh, had his resurgence, I'll say, when his streamings went up a thousand percent, him and the locks. Uh, when they battled Dipset on the Triller Versus, it was a boxing card combined with the rap battle. And uh, I was helping facilitate the main event and I was involved in the main event fighter. And then I, I helped facilitate his walkout. And then I also, as a part of BetMGM, did like a live prediction video ahead of the broadcast. And I think Jada had seen that, saw me, and then he... Killed dips at Soul the Night. I mean, most trending thing in the world for a week or so. Had everyone in the world talking from LeBron James to Obama. And then uh, a little bit later, my friend had went to his block and uh, told him about me and what I had going on. And I think we were trying to get him to maybe even like promote me or something small. And uh, he said, I, I, I want to do a sports show. It's something that I'm passionate about. I, I know I bet on sports. And if this kid's really legit, then I want to do a show. So he FaceTimed me and I grew up on Jada. So that was pretty crazy. I was like, wow. And uh, he said he wanted to do a show. So he ended up flying out a little bit later to Miami. We shot kind of like a pilot uh, sports interview and uh, he loved it. I pitched it to World Star. They were on board and then we secured a, uh, a big sponsor from betonline.ag to execute the first season and now we're about to shoot our season finale coming up here soon wow congratulations that's so cool that's really neat he's the best and then do you want to tell a fun story about scott storch like you and scott storch uh, yeah, so uh, Storch has been a family friend for a very long time, since 2005, maybe even before that. So um, we're talking about the Scott Storch that was, you know, making Still Dre and Candy Shop and Beyonce and all that. So even now he's killing it. He did Tyler Hero with Jack Harlow. He's doing some massive reggaeton songs. We were um, in the studio with Malu Treveo last night. And um, I mean, Storch is just a normal guy. You know, we go out to dinner a few times a week. He's a chill dad. And uh, yeah, a great guy and uh, definitely been a big help as far as, you know, perfecting the sound and getting live stadium out there. So I, the stories aren't as plentiful because George doesn't like to go out too much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he's been a homebody lately, but uh, uh, we went. We did a lot for my birthday, so that was a lot of fun. Everyone has their moments in their seasons, but staying home and just resting, it's just, it's so healing and therapeutic, especially when, like, he's had a career that he's had, you know, so focusing yeah. on family and himself and just regenerating, like, on a cellular level to be able to home in, literally, after doing so much, you actually just like replenish yourself. So that's, that's awesome to hear that he's healthy and doing well. I remember like a few years ago, I watched something it was I don't remember where I watched it, but it was a short thing. And it, it showed like his success and then what happened and like the people and you know, so he was and then there's rise again. So the that's part of being an artist It's part of life and going through the journey and knowing who's ride or die, like who's there for you and like who has your back and then who's there to build with you and then and the ones who like are bad people, you know, so it's like we we get to be these people and, and be a part of the ripple effect. So love that. Thanks for sharing those stories. And then what about the other podcasts that you do? You want to talk about that a bit? Uh, yeah. So I, I do the fight guys with Sugar Todd Evans. You know, he's a UFC Hall of Famer, former UFC light heavyweight champ. And he's a guy that I grew up watching uh, when he fought Rampage Jackson, sold over a million pay-per-views. I remember watching that with my family, my dad asking me, my brother, my mom, who we thought we were going to win. So he was someone that I, I idolized and looked up to my whole life. And uh, he was actually one of the first interviews I had on my page 
Cage, I pick wins. And then uh, later on, the opportunity arose to do a fight show with them. And we talk about everything in MMA and boxing. And he's also a good friend. And I'm, I'm blessed to have a lot of partners in my life who have accomplished a lot and can pass their knowledge on to me. You really are. I must say, you're so young and well accomplished and around role models and successful people. Education is so important, ethics, morals, and values, and like shining light and knowing the difference. Because a lot of artists who listen to the show, a lot of people who tune in, they're, they're around bad people and they're around, you know, a lot of just stuff that's out there. But, you know, having these support systems are important. But is there like one or two green flag positive tips that you can share with people where it's like, yo, that's bad. That's a bad that's like a a red flag, like for people to go with their instincts or something that you can share with someone tuning in who wants to maybe surround themselves with better people and then be able to meet better people as well. Yeah, there's givers and there's takers. So I think evaluating, you know, your relationship with them and what you're getting out of it and what they're getting out of it. And if every time they're talking to you, it's because they want something out of you. It's not a healthy relationship. And I think people that offer value to you are the people that you want to keep in your lives. And I've had to cut people off that were only taking and, you know, weren't willing to give and didn't have my best interests in mind and weren't, you know, being fair to the table. And I think everyone goes through those life lessons. I think it's important to keep in mind what value you're offering as well and making sure that you're not being a taker and, you know, people People don't want to be around others that are only trying to take, 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 right? You know, it should be an even trade. And if you're not able to offer value, I'd work on yourself until you are. So yeah, Yeah. I would say that's the biggest thing to keep in mind is what is it a one-way street? And if it is to stop that. Yeah, I... I just got like really vulnerable because it really hit home. Like as an artist, you know, just as a human, you know, a couple of things. One, it's a a great evaluation for the person tuning in to check themselves. Like, are they just always contacting people because they want something or are they offering value? So that's something we can always check in with ourselves to make sure that we're always offering some kind of value and not just taking And then the flip coin of that, what you said about being able to receive, because I know sometimes people with unhealthy habits and circumstances, they're taught that if you need or you're uh, connecting with someone because of that give and take kind of that you were mentioning, that you're a user, that you're like using them, that you're only connecting with them because you want something. But it has a myth and a stigma to it where it's no, you want to be the best version of yourself and you want to connect with people who have gold trophies, if you will, and people who are well accomplished. And it's a beautiful thing to be able to connect with people in that way. It's not selfish and it's not using them. So changing that mind frame and and hearing it from you, it's just, I think it's like really hits home in a different way and it's super impactful. So I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, you are who you surround yourself with. 1,000. I'm not sure how you are with like mentors and reading and audiobooks, but um, is there a book your family member turned you on to, something that you read along your journey where it really supported you on your journey for success along the way? Uh, I would say... Uh, one, the book Snow Crash helped me on my Web3 journey. That helped start it all. That's where the term uh, metaverse first originated from, as well as the term avatar. And then uh, a really good book is uh, by one of my mentors who passed away recently, Mike Leach, uh, Swinger Sword. I got to spend some time with him at uh, the MIT Sloan Sports Analyst Conference. And uh, he was always someone I looked up to in the football world. As I, um, I helped coach at FAU, like you said earlier. So he was... Um, really a legend in that space. And uh, he, he helped me a lot and, you know, went over X's and O's with me and even kept in contact with me on Instagram for a while. And we would, you know, send like memes to each other and funny stuff like that. So uh, he has a really good book about his uh, 
upbringing uh, swing your sword. So rest in peace to Coach Mike Leach. Yeah, rest in peace for sure. My dad probably knows him. I personally don't, but I'll I'll look into the book. Thank you. I love audiobooks, so I'll see if it's available on audio. Maybe I'll like pick it up and gift it to my dad because he's like really really into sports. I'm from Michigan, so I'm you know every sport. If I were to like ask my favorite, I would obviously have to say everything Michigan. But what about you? Who are some of your favorite sports players and teams? Uh, I I try to stay out of being too biased because, you know, I do the sports handicapping, so I've got to pick them all the same, right? Um, I'm I'm a local Miami guy, so I'm always popping up at the Heat games. Uh, I've been able to catch a few courtside with Jada and some others, so that's always been dope. And then as far as athletes go, uh, my guy, uh, Jake Paul, I help with, you know, his boxing camps and stuff like that. So I guess he's my favorite athlete. Cool, cool. Um, Do you know Jeffrey Wu? Have you met Jeffrey Wu yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we go way back. Oh, cool. I love Jeffrey. Oh, my God. He was on the show. Yeah, he was on season two. Yeah, yeah. Jeffrey's great. Uh, I've gotten to speak to him a little bit at Mozverse, and he's been a great help for Jake and his business journey, and they've got a lot great stuff going on um they're involved in alchemy i know that but they also uh, are in better which i was just at that warehouse uh, a couple days ago yeah jeffrey's a great dude yeah he's so cool in in the lockdown he was on the podcast he was in san fran and i remember when you know he packed up everything and moved to miami so i was yeah. like vicariously through social media just like watching his journey but i'm really big into neuroscience and a lot of my friends went to stanford so he was on talking about hvmn the nootropic that he has so really bullish on him and his products and it's really cool to see what they've been developing together yeah yeah he's definitely got a, a great business acumen for sure oh yeah 1000 so you'll see him before i do so tell him i said hi all right i'll say what's up yeah for sure so were you at our basel i was a little bit i was rolling around with jada he got he had a lot of performances so I was hanging yeah. with him. He did um, a dope uh, thing with Cash App with Odell Beckham Jr. So I was at that. He did a few performances. And then uh, I was hanging out with Storch as well, but I don't remember what we were doing. I think we we're doing interviews for Mozverse, actually. So uh, our oh, battle cool. was pretty busy. Yeah, I think we did like a cover piece for Forbes. Oh, cool. What's the future look like for you and everything you're doing? Yeah, our, our dev platform is launching right now. Um, so that's really exciting. We're looking to get involved in some hackathons and really getting our product out there to as many devs as possible because it's really a great tool for people to build on and to make the overall Web3 better, right? And that's our goal is to democratize and make the product as good as possible and really raise the bar. And I think that's what we're doing with our dev platform that we worked really hard on. So that's what we're, that's what we're doing right now as well as our Metaverse platform verse and live stadium and all that stuff. And as far as me, I'm looking forward to shooting the season finale for in the mist that'll be a lot of fun Ooh. i think i'm gonna go to a boxing match coming up here in vegas this month i'm flying out to la this monday so keeping busy who's performing or playing boxing in fighting. vegas who's yeah. fighting <laughs> um not the biggest fight this month it's uh caleb plant and david benavidez i think you'd have to be like a hardcore boxing fan to know that one but the next month april we have javante davis first ryan garcia which you might have heard of that's like gonna be a really big one yeah i only went to one fight before it was with Most 50s people. friend floyd mayweather yes it was it yeah. was <laughs> people would call him floyd's friend uh, oh really I think Floyd's a little bit bigger now. Oh, yeah. So um, I, I went on tour of 50 and uh, set in June and all over Europe and Africa, opening up for them back in the day. So that was cool. You opened up for 50 Cent. Yeah, doing music. So. Okay, when was this? 
2007 and 2008. Okay. So right after the Jadakiss diss tracks. Oh, oh, I don't know. I have no, is that what it was? <laughs> oh, I had no clue. Uh, LA's good. So what are you going to be doing in LA? Uh, some Mars related meetings. Yeah. Uh, we're looking to work with Paradigm Talent Agency. Yeah. Yeah. Paradigm's amazing. They've had everyone from Ed Sheeran to Mike Tyson. So, uh, yeah, I've had uh, some great conversations. And uh, Andrew Ruff is like a good friend of me and uh, my partner. So, yeah. Andrew Ruff represented me for a minute. They booked me on uh, a perfect getaway with Mila Jovovich yeah. and Steve's on. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. I'm meeting with uh, Andrew there. Yeah. He's, he's awesome. Yeah. Tell him Katie Chinaka said hello. It's been a minute. Okay, I will. He's so cool. I like, I like, you know, everyone. No, I don't know everyone, but you know, everyone. I'm interested. And when you're interested, we get to learn, right? So um, my ears are open, my eyes are wide, and I stay excited. And I like to connect with people. It makes me feel so good. And my number one thing is connecting good people with good people. That's what I love. Oh, speaking of when you're in LA, we'll talk offline, but Gold Tree Studios on Sunset Boulevard and Sunset Plaza, my brother just opened up a new state-of-the-art facility. It has the most advanced tech that you can think of. There's a movie theater, a full music production studio, a, a podcast studio, a 1000 sound stage. They have eight editing bays. So I want to give you a private tour when you're there so you can meet my brother and, and see the grounds, but you're going to love it. Wow. Sounds yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So uh, honing back into Mozverse and Web 2, Web 3, you know what you know with the people you're around, the educational tools, but for the newbies who were onboarding and people who don't know the vibes, decentralization, what are the benefits of leaving Web 2 and shape-shifting our economy to Web 3? Fundamentally, one or two things to explain a scenario. Ownership is the number one thing, right? The lack of ownership is uh, Web 2's biggest drawback, right? Uh, when you send an email, you don't own the proprietary rights to that email, right? Whoever your email provider is does. When you're doing it on the blockchain, you know, when you're doing anything on the blockchain, you have transactional finality as well. So I think ownership, transactional finality, just overall security and safety would be the biggest benefits to Web 3 and the blockchain overall, because soon everything's going to be on the blockchain, especially for ticketing. That's a great use case. Um, it'll make it so much easier, so much more secure. I just went to a mall in Saudi Arabia that was entirely counterfeit. In the future, uh, using NFTs and kind of the tech to verify discredit counterfeit things, I don't think we're going to have counterfeit items anymore. Uh, you're probably going to be able to pull out your Apple, your Google wallet and verify if uh, it's legit right then and there. Yeah, which is super important. And you know, I feel the reason why it's so hard for people to wrap their head around ownership, because most people, the way we were raised, it wasn't to have ownership. People don't assume and have ownership. A lot of people disassociate with that. The majority, you know, unless unless your family has a business, unless, you know, you go to business school and you're educated in such a way, most of the people don't even have the confidence or understanding of ownership and what that looks like and feels like, right? So, yeah. I mean, obviously we could be like, yeah, we know the benefits of ownership, but what are the benefits of ownership? Yeah, I think that's on us and everyone in Web3 to not 
have the ability to spread that message enough. You know, um, unfortunately, the development side of things has been slow and it hasn't been in the best place, right? We're just kind of in the beginning stages rather than the ending stages like we are on Web2 and we've seen what AWS has been able to do on that front. So a uh, big time change and yeah, ownership is very important. And of course, you want to have ownership of what you send out, right? You don't want anything that you send to be able to be used against you or anything like that. And I think it's super important and it's just a different level of encryption uh, when you're dealing with the blockchain. It's just an entirely different experience. I remember when I was younger, my grandparents bought scalp tickets to a heat game mm. and uh, we got there and they're both like kind of at the time, like 70 years old. And we get there, like, it's like a far walk for them. And they're like, oh, these tickets aren't scanned and you can't get in. Sorry. Mm. I, was, what? I was devastated. And I'm just thinking now, like, that should never be a problem again with the technology we have today as far as ticketing goes. So yeah, it's definitely a very large step as far as security and encryption, privacy, ownership. It's just a whole new wave. Yeah, authenticity, major, major important. I remember too, younger when it was like, even was like Burning Man tickets or Coachella tickets, like people were like, oh, should I just scalp them there? And <clears throat> you don't you don't know if it's real or not, you know? And then- when I was a kid, the Detroit games, if we didn't do this, but you know, you hear the buzz and the words about it, but if people were to go and do it, then they're selling them for like two, three times as much. And, and people do it. It's a big game of people getting tickets and reselling them for higher prices and taking advantage of the people. So it's all about like not taking advantage of people, you know, and like having it be transparent on the blockchain. So it's yeah. that, and then being around good people, you know, and pumping the dumps and the things that come and go with, you know, with the blockchain and the, the bad news that people are hearing. It's actually a good thing because these bad people are being exposed. They think they're getting one over, but there's been ecosystem that's been created that it's it's not going to happen anymore. So that's very exciting. Appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for tuning in. Okay, um, everyone, please check out the show notes and please share this with one person on social media. There's a link in the show notes. We're doing giveaways every single episode. Even if you hear this four years from now, we're always doing giveaways. We have partnerships with different NFT artists and brands. Enter and we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. Kiriaki, over and out. <laughs>